Hey, y'all. Welcome to the People Purpose Podcast, the show that explores all the ins and outs and challenges and opportunities HR people managers and all people face at work every day. I am one of your co-hosts, Chaz Fields, and I am joined by the HR veteran. <laughs> it, that's you. That I was yeah, say HR Joseph veteran. I love HCM. I love <laughs> HR. That's me. Yes. Julie. Can I just say something? I never get sick of that intro music. I don't know what it is about it, but our creative team did a great job. Maybe maybe next time, Chaz, we can do it on camera and you can do a little dance for everyone. No, we were just... You're right. We wouldn't want to subject you. Yeah, no. (laughs) We're not going to subject our listeners to that or viewers, whatever it is. Um, Hey, Jules, tell me something good. Well, actually, are something good. And I said are something good because it's not just me. I'm going to give you your something good. You don't even know. I was going to say, it's so inclusive of you. Yeah. um, Yeah. yeah, That's me, Chaz. Just (laughs) inclusive. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh. We're in a mood today, aren't we? Uh, Yes. Um, So Chaz and I, if you like the podcast, perhaps you'd like us live as well. Um, We're going to be in New Orleans at Sherm, at Sherm National. Yeah. Um, and Chaz and I have a presentation that we're doing together. And gosh, we would absolutely love to see any of you uh, who are going to New Orleans there. We're going to be talking about the four pillars of workplace agility. Everyone's favorite topic, Chaz. I, I, yeah. I mean, it's why we came up with it because we yeah. had some folks request, can you talk a little bit about what future agility looks like? And we're like, we would absolutely love to based on what we see every day. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So Sherm was like, yes, come <laughs> and, and, you know, allow us, uh, allow, uh, you know, let's use our stage here. Yeah. So oh, I'm boy. also going to be speaking um, in the expo hall uh, mm-hmm. one of those days. And I know Chaz, you have another session. as well. I do. I'm talking about ethics. Everybody's favorite topic. <laughs> I want to be, I want to be clear that I am not the authority. I will make ethics fun. Uh, so uh, I, I promise. And Julie, I know you'll be in the crowd because we always support each other in those. So maybe we'll have a little guest appearance. I don't. Know, I will maybe. be there heckling, like <laughs> throwing things, throwing popcorn, and yeah. uh, all, all of that. So I love it. Well, I guess you know what, Jules. Huh? That's that's a that's good enough for me when it it's comes good to enough for you. I just wanted to mention, you know, if you're on the fence about going to Sherm, um, I think this is a great year to do it. You know, everybody uh, last year Sherm was uh, let's just say a little more sparse than usual, and that's because of sure. COVID. Sure. We know that, but I have a feeling that this year uh, it's going to be quite an event. Um, there's going to yeah. be a lot, a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. And if you've not yet gone to, uh, you know, an in-person event uh, after since the pandemic, you know, it's uh, it's really good to be in person, um, sure. you know, keeping in mind health and safety and all of that. But uh, mm-hmm. hopefully we'll see you all there. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, yeah. Jules. Well, let's do this. Uh, business stat of the day, as always. It. Julie, today's a pretty special episode, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, this stat, 15 plus million mm-hmm. pandemic era U.S. job quitters say they were, here's the kicker, better off in their old job. Uh-oh, Whoa. Jules. Whoa. So it says, did we poll 15 million people? No, we did not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, 15 million people um, said they're better off in their old job. I mean, this is a classic, is the grass greener um, kind of kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, that that's, uh, that's definitely something that I think we need to talk about. 
Um, and, you know, I think when we talk, it's a great segue into sort of what we're going to be talking about today, but why did everybody quit their job, Chaz? What do you think? Why do, why do I think? Yep. I want to know why you think everybody quit their job. I don't know. I, I didn't quit mine. So that's a really oh, hard question. No, but if we're talking <laughs> about 15 million people that did. Yeah. I, 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 the point you just made, like the grass is always greener. We, we've talked about this in previous episodes too, where COVID kind of brought an awareness on what true happiness is in the workplace, right? Or like what true happiness is with our personal um, yeah. selves, whatever that looks like. It could, it, we'll, we'll go into the, the results here in a little bit with, with the survey. Um, I think if, if there was ever a question or there was a component of your job that you didn't like mm-hmm. COVID probably was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to jump ship and and go do something different or maybe for a different company or whatever it is. Right. So mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a challenge, a personal challenge to yourself. Is it better over there? Or I am going to pursue a passion of mine that I've wanted to pursue for years because who knows when the next virus or whatever yeah. it is, it's going to hit. Does it make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. And, and yeah. again, you know, don't you love when I, when I ask you questions, and you're not ready for them. Yeah. But- yeah. It's, it's really great because yeah. I, I had to really think through that. <laughs> But I didn't quit. And I know I know what the studies say. But professional opinion. Why Yeah, yeah. I know what the yeah. studies say. So um well, all right, cool. Julie, tell about, me about it. Let's talk about why we're here, right? Sure. Let's talk about why we're here. Let's talk about this survey that UKG uh has has uh, undertaken. And this is a report, um, it's based on a global survey across six countries, Chaz, that compared responses of one thousand nine hundred and fifty employees who quit their jobs during the COVID nineteen pandemic. Um, so there's also responses from about 1,850 people managers who had employees on their team quit. And this survey, it really looks at employee sentiment about quitting and mm. whether or not they regret their decision. Now, remember that stat that we, we shared, um, a lot of people do regret their decision. Um, and they all, this survey also looked at the chances of them perhaps boomeranging back to their old job. We know that's a thing. Yeah. And really the disconnect between managers and employees about why people are leaving during what many have dubbed the great resignation. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so obviously we don't have enough time to go into all the stats on this study. Um, and we're definitely going to drop a link to this study um, mm-hmm. so you can all see it. Um, but uh, we, we do want to delve into a couple of things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So let's, let's jump into the point, uh, point one. So the episode today, obviously, as you've clicked on it, no lie, some regret, some regret, yeah. wow. some regret, some regret and the quitting disconnect. So what happens when I get going, Jules, because I'm yeah. in one of those moods today where I just want to spew facts all the time. Um, anyways, right. so the, the cool part about this one, the quitting disconnect, right? Point one. So there's two ways that, that this, uh, data survey was looked at, right? Top reasons managers think their people quit and top reasons why employees who responded really quit. Right. Yeah. So the, so the disconnect, that's right. So the disconnect is what managers thought and actually the real reason behind it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So the first one, Julie, from a perspective of managers, why they think their people quit and why employees quit pretty Pretty common, both thought pay and compensation, and that was the number one reason. Yeah, and that's pretty typical. I mean, right. we, we, uh, we can, the first, pretty much, if somebody says, Why'd you quit? Well, I took a job with that paid me more money. That's right. pretty typical, but there's other things, right? 
Right, right. Like what? Well, <laughs> so the, uh, employee employers or the managers felt um, like their people quit because of family and childcare and you know other personal reasons. Hmm. But what our study showed is that actually the second top reason that people quit was because they didn't feel like they were valued or that they belonged. It's amazing that that's the key. I really think about value, right? Mm-hmm. You know, belonging is a is a very very difficult and complex topic, right? At, at times, I do think it's achievable. I do, I do. Yeah. I've seen it achieved in a, in a multitude of ways. But I look at that value piece, mm-hmm. right? I look at I look at what does it mean for you and many of you listening. I would challenge you: what does it mean to you to feel valued in the workplace? Right. Yeah. What's so, your definition of that? Because so many people might have different definitions. Of that. Right. Right. So then you tie it back to point one. Well, my value is tied to the way I'm paid or that I'm compensated. And and I would challenge you on that. Yes, I think that's a component, but there's more to work than just pay and compensation. Mm-hmm. And I find it so interesting that, you know, as, as COVID struck, parents became teachers. You had to figure out how to work from home. You also had to manage life. Like, do you go to the grocery store? Do you have it delivered? Do you wipe off? You know what I mean? Like, there's just yeah. so much that went into it. And on the on the flip side of that, people are saying, wait, hold on. I'm not leaving because I have to work remotely and balance my life. I was going to do that anyways, right? Yeah. It's that I didn't feel valued. Man, yeah. like, that's a company issue. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but this is, but what these stats are saying, you know, these top, Six reasons mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. managers think their people quit versus why employees really quit. Obviously, you have that connection on the top, right? The pay mm-hmm. and compensation. But after we go there, there really is no connection in terms of why managers think people quit versus why they actually quit. I mean, consider um, you know the the number three reason that managers think that employees quit: too many COVID precautions. Now, no, why? Poor work life balance and burnout. Oh, yeah. That's number three for employees. You know, that's, that's a really good one because I think about poor work-life balance and burnout managers are thinking that employees, you know, essentially are working too much, but they also want to know like from an employee perspective, what does my future hold when it comes to development? Right. 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 Yeah. We, we, we talked about upskilling and reskilling with COVID and main, like that became the maintaining status quo, right? When COVID happened, the question for that employee who left versus what the manager is saying, well, it's COVID precautions and they don't want to deal with it. The employee is like, wait, hold on. What's next for me? Like right. you've upskilled me, you've reskilled me. I still have my job. Like I'm balancing everything. And that is the baseline of performance and nobody's there to tell you what's next. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we come out of this and then we have to figure out, well, what, what do we do? It goes back to that value conversation, right? That value and belonging. I, I have this idea that people continually want to learn and they're not tapping into really how we teach them. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, and then now we're, we're trying to figure out managers saying, oh, it's COVID precautions. You're like, no, like company's still running. I want to know like what my future holds even yeah. prior to COVID, right? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. well, you know, something interesting that I see with this disconnect here is that when you look at the top reasons that managers think their people quit versus why they actually quit, the manager's um, reasons are much more sort of tactile. Um, and yeah. uh, the employees are more uh, feel 
right? Um, I didn't feel valued or, or belong, right? It didn't feel like they had a good work-life balance, didn't have career opportunities, didn't feel like you were being developed. Frustration with executive leadership is another one. Why employees quit and managers, you know, that's not even on their list. Um, and then poor company culture as well. So all of these things, you know, they're about, it's, it's about how employees feel. And this goes back to Chaz, what we say all the time, right? People don't remember, remember generally, generally what you say, but they will always remember how you make them feel. That's right. So that is apropos in the workplace. And I think that is, um, you know, something to, to definitely keep in mind. So if you have employees who are quitting, um, make sure that you understand the real reasons why and don't mm-hmm. just guess. <laughs> right, right. The, yeah. <laughs> Julie, what, what about the, the second piece of this, this study? You, you, we, we did a lot of good things in this study. What about the second piece of the study? Yeah, I mean, the second piece of the study um, was about boomeranging chess. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, let's talk about boomeranging. Uh-huh. Um, what do you, what do you think about boomerang employees? Yeah. So it's interesting. Lack of action. There's, there's, there's a lot that, that comes with boomeranging, right? So when mm-hmm. you, when you think about how, number one, I, I firmly believe that boomerang employees should be allowed back. So when you check the box and say they are rehirable, one of the things that I love about, um, Aaron, our CEO is, you know, we, there's times where people leave, we're going to create an environment that if they want to come back, Absolutely. It's the conversation we had two weeks ago, you know, and it was, it was amazing to hear him say it because it's like, yeah. How many times have we, we left a bad taste in somebody's mouth where it's like, Oh, you're leaving us. Well, okay. You know, move on. Yeah. It's like, wait, hold on. That's, that's not, it's not quality company culture, right? (laughs) A lot of times times I'll see employees, you know, maybe moving on um, from LinkedIn uh, on LinkedIn and folks uh, like, executive leadership from the organization where they currently work, they're commenting good luck and, you know, that kind of thing. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's a genuine feeling making people mm-hmm. feel like they were valued and they're always welcome back. Yeah. It's really interesting because of this study. Uh, what we found was there is a clear connection between a strong supportive manager and employees willingness to return mm-hmm. and two and three boomerang employees or 66% trusted their manager enough to discuss potentially leaving. All right. I want to, I want to highlight that potentially leaving I'm considered leaving and they began contemplating when they began contemplating quitting, right? Yeah. So, so that's a really, really critical piece where, um, you know, from the stats, it's 77% of the boomerang said, Hey, there was fostering an environment where communicating and frustrations was actually possible. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you think about, Hey, I'm looking at potentially leaving that manager had created an environment that said, Hey, look, like if you want to come tell me your frustrations, I'm going to listen. Yeah. And we're going to try and create an action plan around this to make you feel more comfortable because we don't want you to go. But if you do, Hey, there's still, there's still a place for you when you come back. Any thoughts, Jules? Yeah, you know, exactly. Um, you know, and, and there, I think there are more boomerang employees in the world than people mm-hmm. realize because yeah. people do take that grass is greener mentality. Um, I remember, at my organization, uh, I had an employee who quit um, and went to a rival uh, company. And three mm-hmm. weeks later, they were back. Yeah. At 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 our organization, and they were like, "I don't know why, you know, I did that." Not saying that everybody that's for everybody, but you know, the grass sometimes isn't greener, and mm-hmm. um, you know, sometimes we have to allow people to 
explore options for themselves without mm-hmm. being judgmental um, and, you know, being uh, ticked off, if you will, sure. our organization. So. Sure. It's funny because in this study, we talked about like what managers said and mm-hmm. what manager or what employees see. So what managers said, you know, to, to what employees see. And they said, the managers from this survey said, well, it's 75%. So three out of four said, I tried to keep that employee. Right. These are for people that are leaving. Yes. These are for people that are leaving on the flip side of that. It said that the employee said only 48% of our managers actually try to keep me. That's weird. Like, why is there such a disconnect there? Yeah, so that that that's my point. So the action of what the man it, it really does show the true disconnect where managers think what they're doing is actually right, but they're not tapping into that feeling that you were talking about, that sentiment where it's have we created a place that you can air your frustrations out and it be okay and know that we're going to do something about it with an yeah. action plan and more importantly the employee sees it and says, okay, I think actions speak louder than words in this situation where if I do take action and prove to you that I'm going to move the needle, probably going to want you to stick around more. He said, oh man, you know, Julie's my manager. She's really great. I went, I complained, I had a discussion with her. And by the way, a week later, we had a whole new strategy moving forward on, on how we can make the team operate more efficiently, more effectively. Yeah. But let's talk, let's talk about that disconnect. So if 75% said they, a manager said they tried to keep an employee who left and only 48% said that they, the employees thought that they tried to keep. What's the issue? Well, the issue has to be communication. And if we look at the study, mm-hmm. 91% of managers say that they fostered an environment where they they felt like employees were comfortable communicating their frustrations. But Chaz, here's the kicker. There's a there's a huge gap there. Mm-hmm. 60, only 64% of employees thought that that environment was there where they felt comfortable communicating their frustrations. So if we look at that first stat where the, the versus managers tried to keep versus what employees saw, mm-hmm. it makes sense because it really is a communication issue. That, um, yeah. whatever, whatever sentiment the manager is trying to get through to employees, that message is not being received. Yeah. And I, I take it a step further. I think about that individual who left, right? That individual who left. What do you, what do you, what if that individual that left is the most influential person on the, in, you know, the, the individual contributor team, right? Like, what yeah. if they're the most influential person? Cause now, now it's a team dynamic conversation too, right? It's, it's that person leaves. What am I going to do? I'm going to pick up the phone. I'd probably text you, honestly, is probably what I would do. I'd text you, hey, Jules, it's pretty great over here. Let me tell you why. Here's why, right? Yeah, Yeah, you get that referral bonus too. (laughs) That's right. So they're going to recruit you. And then we think about like how in touch are we with our managers and and our managers even being realistic? Well, to me, they're not. If you look at our study, right? Right. If you look at our study, and maybe it's not that they're being, it's not that they're not being realistic. It's just Mm -hmm. that they're not aware. They're not, they don't have awareness of what, of how employees are perceiving things. And Mm -hmm. again, it goes all back to communication. So, you know, we've talked before about stay interviews, about um, how it's important to make sure that, you know, there's a there's a regular cadence to interviewing our employees who have been at the organization for a while to find out how are you doing? What can we do to help you move forward in your career? What you know, keeps you working here every what day? You working here? What do you like? What don't you like about this organization? How can I, you know, help you, etc. So when we look at our study, 94% of managers said that they conducted stay interviews at least annually, but only 62% of employees. <laughs> 
said that they conducted <laughs> conducted stay interviews at least once. But what the heck's going on there? Did they just forget? Did did employees just forget, or are managers yeah. thinking that they did something like a stay interview, but yeah. they just didn't? This this in fact, we have a great resource on the Workforce Institute talking about having higher quality one on one conversations, right? Mm-hmm. And and it it may not be specifically labeled stay interview, right? Yeah. But it's it's tracking those conversations in a way that's consumable and the employee feels like, okay, yes, I have a place here and I'm wanted here, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? So yeah. so there's there's a huge piece of of this too when it comes to managers and and the self-awareness that drives it, right? So you talked about awareness. I think about um, you know, kind of the the work-life balance conversation or work-life negotiation or whatever it is, at what point do you say, you know what, I am balanced, right? <laughs> I am balanced in what I do. I know for me, Jules, I, it's, a, it's a hard question to answer, right? Mm-hmm. So you think about what are you looking for? Are you looking for more communication? Is the grass always greener or are someone selling me a bag of goods on the, you know, in this other position where growth actually might be limited? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, it's different for everyone. And I think, yeah. again, you know, that's we, every time we, we record a podcast, Jazz, I feel like we get ideas for other podcasts. <laughs> we need to go back and listen to them. Right. Down. Because, like, I'm like, oh, well, I can talk about this, you know, for an hour with you, you know, about right, uh, right. work-life balance and what does it mean? What is work-life balance in the face of the world that we live in today? Mm-hmm. And the answer to that is it's unique to each person. Mm-hmm. Work-life balance for you, Chaz, is different than work-life balance for me. I mean, right. We live different lives. Um, but, you know, I, I just think that um, when we when we look at this study that we're that we're focusing on today, it's revealing. And it, the revealing aspect of it is that there truly is a disconnect between what managers think and what employees think. Um, and we need to find a way to close that gap. And again, that's another podcast episode where we can talk about closing that gap uh, and and Let's talk about the psychological contract, expectation right. versus reality. All right. of this is uh, expectation driven, right? Meaning, you know, employees didn't get their expectations met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're criti- it's, it's spot on. The, the critical piece of this, if, if Julie and I, when we were putting this together um, and it's showing in the study is managers have got to make the first move, Jules, mm-hmm. right? They've got to make the first move. And here's, here's a stat for you. Even though that 62% of people feel um, that they're confident that they'd be rehired, only one in four um, have reached out to their former employer. Hmm. So most managers, 72% are overconfident that employees who left will consider returning within a year. You got to take a big step to bring those people back and reach out to reconnect them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole, it's a whole um, sort of recruiting pool that we don't ever tap into. Right. Right. And there's, there is one school of thought that you do have to move jobs to um, get promoted or make more money. And I think there's, there's some truth in that for some organizations, but I don't necessarily know that it's true for those organizations that take the time to to close those communication gaps, to be able to create an environment where you can air frustrations and have discussions and really think about what 
team dynamics mean? And more importantly, what does the team do to impact the organization for good? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not, we're not bashing managers no, here no, no. For, for saying you're wrong for not doing these things. It's just a question. Am I being realistic and holding myself accountable to some of these standards and more importantly, doing the work that needs to be done? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's a great way to end Chess. I think. It awesome. Is. Hey, Jules, yeah. what'd you find your purpose in today? Oh my gosh, this one, I found my purpose in a lot today. <laughs> it's, it's, this one's deep, yeah. Know, this, one, this one is super deep. And and I, I think that, like I mentioned, there may be some more opportunity for us to dive deeper into this report um, mm-hmm. and share some of our thoughts with you. And we would love to know some of your thoughts as well. Sure. <laughs> um, but I, I found my purpose in realizing that the top reasons that peop- that managers think their employees quit versus why employees really quit are completely disconnected except for pay and compensation. Other than that, there's no synergy there. Um, managers think one thing, employees quit for other reasons, and mm-hmm. that all boils down to communication. Yeah, that's that's really, really good. I love the communication piece. I also, for me, it's continuing to find or answer the self-awareness question of how I feel like I'm valued and I belong. Mm-hmm. And I think so often we immediately tie it to pay and compensation, not necessarily the belonging piece, but the value your work, your work is worth X, Y, Z. And I think it it goes beyond that. Right. And and that's where I say it. So with that, I just want to say what we just want to say. say Yeah. Check out the link to the study too. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll drop the resources at the link, but a few reminders before we leave, don't forget to like, and subscribe and use the hashtag people purpose pod on social media sites like Twitter and LinkedIn. Also be sure to check out the latest blogs and research from our friends over at the workforce Institute at UKG by visiting the workforce Institute.org. Julie and I hope to see you all at Sherm national. Please come up, say hi, high fives, hugs, whatever it is. We'd love to meet you. With that, Jules, I think we are done. Absolutely. Cheers, y'all. Bye.